5: We start on a Monday here on
6: Straight Out of Vegas with, of course, Sunday night football and the Dallas Cowboys a thirty-seven to ten win over the Philadelphia Eagles last night in Dallas, and now the Cowboys stand alone atop the NFC East.
3: Yeah, and I got to be honest, this is one of those games that for a chunk of the week I thought, "Give me Dallas at two and a half." I love it. Because if you look at the Eagles, and boy, this still is the case. Anyone that halfway knows what they're talking about is saying, well, when their injured players get back, they're going to be mighty good. It's kind of like a grandma saying that. (laughs) And Fez, I asked you to dig into this, and I'm not sure if you've got it or we got to still delay it, is what is this scenario? Who is out for the Eagles in a way that matters? Because it strikes me that you've got the cornerback. Maddox still out. Uh, and Darby, well, Darby, was Darby back. is who uh, Darby was back. Yes. Okay. So it strikes me that, that Maddox is a name I haven't heard till now. Yeah, not nearly you as important. You haven't been talking about Maddox. Yeah, he's
7: not nearly as important as Darby.
3: So the guy who this is see, this is exactly it. Until if you're like, well, when things clear up at home, my work ethic's gonna improve. Okay. What has to happen? Because it can. Uh, there's always going to be something. Oh, the VCR broke. Oh, my window's cold. Okay. When are you going to start working hard? When are the Eagles going to start winning? So, if I would have told you on defense, who is it that's missing? Who's the missing piece entering yesterday's game? Meaning Darby. If you thought he was one of the keys, and you had to, right? Yes. So didn't do so well with Darby, did they? No, they did not. So who else would have been on the defensive
7: Only side? Only one other key guy, defensive tackle, Jernigan's not back yet.
3: So there's one player of consequence missing for Philadelphia on the defensive side. Yes. And on the offensive side, who has to come back for the the worlds to align? The left tackle, Peters, and their number 2 wide receiver, Jackson. So let's be candid. Losing a number 2 wide receiver shouldn't shut you down.
7: Exactly. Right? So
3: really what you're saying is there's three key players out. Yes. one still on defense, two on offense and the second receiver being key with quotes. yes. and they got div- they got demolished. Crushed. So it's more than injuries. What is it? You know, it's a great question because that's why I asked. The attitude Is this a code that you don't have an answer? No,
7: the attitude of the Eagles just seemed lacking. This was like an all-in game. It was so important. And then you look at their wide receiver, Aguilar. It's the third quarter, passes kind of in his vicinity, and he just doesn't try to catch it. It didn't look like the Eagles were approaching this like an all-in, must-win game or even a regular game. Their attitude just wasn't there, RJ.
3: As a Steelers fan, I can relate to it. One thing about the Steelers pre-Big Ben's injury is as they had success to the point of making Super Bowls, and again, now it's been a while, it was 2010, and then it was, uh, well, making the playoffs most years. When a normal team would feel a sense of urgency, Pittsburgh really didn't. It was like, oh, it's like being late to the airport, right? If if it's about 40 minutes in Vegas and I'm not there yet, I start getting real nervous because I know everything's got to go right for me to make it, from the car— into that gate in the time that it takes. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But there's travelers I know. It's like 10 minutes before. I I think if they had an airplane, as they said on Manic Monday, they still wouldn't make it on time. And they're just calm as can be. And I think the Steelers were, before Big Ben got hurt, were at that level where they rarely got worked up. But when they did, boy, were they good. You just had to predict when they would because it wasn't like other teams. Philadelphia booed Santa Claus, famously. They are sour. They are tough. I mean, they're talking about firing the head coach, some people on Twitter (laughs) that are fans. You know, be the quickest firing after a Super Bowl maybe ever. I think it's a combination of taking on the mentality of the city, the personality of the city, like nothing's good enough, and the fact they have been there. Like, once you—remember, it it was the Eagles that said—I think it was Lane Johnson that said, uh, well, I'd rather win one Super Bowl and enjoy my life than win uh, multiple ones and be like Belichick and the Patriots. you remember that? I do. This seems like maybe we're seeing the result of that, that they've got their Super Bowl, they can always tell that story, and now the next one doesn't quite mean as much. Why else would they seemingly not care as much as you would expect— a team on the brink of elimination. And I get mathematically they're not, but if you look at their schedule, it's not easy. And the idea that they seem to be as lack, the Eagles were not as intense, were not as must win as you would expect I think you gotta question just the general enthusiasm.
7: I agree. And even the execution-wise, in the third quarter, shotgun snapped to Wentz and he just drops it. It's not a forced turnover. And after the turnover, the team just kind of walks off and it's just they just did not have that intensity the entire game.
3: And something else, I can't remember who this was, but it was a former player. They said that there's two ways that a team responds to a difficult loss. One is focus and intensity and all the good things you expect off a loss, right? Because in general, if I said, Fez, you got to play this game blind, but you can ask one question and you're playing it against the spread, wouldn't did either of the teams get beat pretty badly last week be one of the first questions?
7: Yes, and I'd want to bet on the team in general that got beat badly.
3: Yes, because the theory is they're focused and the opponent maybe is a little lax, thinking, ah, they're not so good, and then the betting public— The prices these games a little bit sour. They don't want to bet on that bad team. Okay, so in general, I agree with that. But this former player said, and it might have been that Chris Sims, I'm not sure, he said what will happen is sometimes they overwork them during the week, Mm -hmm. whereas it's like the only thing they know how to do, the coach, the older school coaches, and not that Peterson fits that criteria, is okay – Let's go extra wind sprints. Let's go and not so much you are gonna be hitting because that doesn't really happen, but they, they and then what you get is a tired team. You know how when you have Brad, a girlfriend, and let's say you're having a, a disagreement. Yeah. You know how <laughs> happens sometime, often. <laughs> yes. And you know how sometimes that it'll be like three, four hours, knockdown, drag out, and then you sleep and it's like four hours you gotta get up. You know how you feel that next morning?
4: Yeah, not well.
3: No. That's how the team feels <laughs> when they finally get to the game. A study I want to do in the offseason is look at the history of these coaches in certain situations and try to identify the coaches who do struggle off an embarrassing loss. And some of it's subjective because they get emotional and they overwork the team. I haven't seen that with Peterson in the Eagles, but what I saw was that result for whatever reason They were flat.
7: Absolutely. And in terms of maybe having tired legs, we saw it on some of the carries where Zeke just ran over Philly linebackers and the Philly uh, effort level just was not what what we expected.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids –
3: Terms and conditions apply. That's Steve Fezic like and RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Any closing thoughts on this game? Where's the Where's Dallas in your power ratings, Fez? Dallas is moving up, RJ, number six. All right, so six, and they were. How much did you upgrade them for this game? Upgrade them a full point. Last thing I would say is, and well, I'll put this out on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Three guys seem to be so key to Dallas. Dak doesn't miss games, so Dak isn't going to be one of those. Take them for granted. You got Cooper, wide receiver. You got left tackle Smith. That's his real name. And then you got Zeke Elliott. We did a little study since they got Cooper, and what we're seeing here is when they have Cooper in 18 games, 10 and 6 against the spread, 2 pushes. All right? So against the spreads, what matters? Because it doesn't matter if you play the Bills. doesn't matter if you play the Dolphins. Vegas accounts for it. So 61% with Cooper. When Smith plays 7-4-2, so 62%, didn't play as many games, obviously. And when Zeke plays 9-6-2, 59%. And then if they all three play, 7-4-2. So what we're seeing here is this team over performs Dallas does when these key players are there. They can't seem to be able to play without their left tackle. They can't seem to be able to play without one real wide out that's going to be a, a true playmaker. And they can't run or, do, run or do so well without their bell cow, as they say, Zeke. So in a weird way, that's the way I'm going to handicap the Cowboys for now is do they have any key guys missing? If so, I'm going to be very cautious. Otherwise, I'm looking to play on them.
7: I think spot on, and you predicted this, RJ, back S O V Friday. We got reports that Cooper and Smith were likely to play upgrades on the injury report. That line was two and a half at the time. You said, you know, if you like the Cowboys, get on them now. That line's likely to go up, and it did close three.
3: But unfortunately, I decided not to play them on the Super Contest at the last minute. I didn't like the. I didn't feel like the line went up enough. It made me think there was a ton of
4: Philly money waiting in the wings. And I think whenever Dallas has a really good spread record, it's more meaningful than most teams. Why? You're already paying a premium on Dallas because they're a very public team, RJ. Uh, yeah. You know, it's one of those things, like back when I was coming up, even
3: 10 years ago, the, I, I think teams are or betters are more fickle now than they used to be. Meaning if a team's winning like Dallas, I think that they end up, Uh, gravitating towards them with more vigor. It's like it's a comfortable thing. It's almost like if you there's a restaurant you've gone to before, you like it, and if someone suggests it, and there's like, why? Oh, two for one. Okay, yeah, let's do it. I've been there. And then there's a restaurant, even if it's two for one, you might say, "Eh, I don't know. Dallas used to be people wanted to go there no matter what to extend the restaurant analogy. I think now, if there's a reason to go, Mm. people are quicker to go. Because they're Dallas. But if anything, I think people hate with e- equal vigor. It's kind of like you are with Notre Dame, Brad. Right? When Notre Dame's winning, how do you react? Very well. You're happy. <laughs> yeah, happy. <laughs> but when they're losing.
4: Oh, very negative. <laughs> but
3: you get more <laughs> negative about them than you do about other teams yeah, that's because, true. in a way, you expect more. for Kind of like Fez and Van Vliet. Yeah. Right? He, I mean, people disappoint you all the time, right, Fez? All the time. And you get mad. You plot your revenge. There's all kinds of stuff. But you don't get as mad as when someone you let in your heart, like Van Vliet, when he disappoints you, it's just a whole other level. It's personal then, yeah. It's personal. And I think with Dallas, people either love him or people hate him. And back in the day, it was more pretty much just all love. And now I think it's that combination. I mean, what do you think, Joe? What's your closing thoughts on the game.
6: Uh, I think there's something going on with Carson Wentz and that team. We've now got another report that came out last week uh, that somebody was being critical. An anonymous source spoke to Josina Anderson of ESPN that some uh, being critical of Carson Wentz, being able to understand the offense. There was a report that came out in the offseason. Uh, some pushback against Carson Wentz as a teammate. There was a scene in the Detroit Lion game earlier this year where there was a three man rush. He got sacked. None of his linemen, they stood around while it was happening nobody went over to help him up i think there's an issue there in philly wow that's good
3: insight and it goes to show the hardcore bettors out there you're thinking well the sports guys don't know and you're you're right in that a lot of things about betting they don't know but what they do know they know oftentimes greater than the betting guys because what's my passion money what's jonas's passion white t-shirts, and sports. <laughs> and to me, all of these guys that have like a Mike Lombardi type, what's his passion? Front office moves in the NFL. If you are able to listen and gather from them what it is that they're expert at, what it is they're passionate about, it's a huge addition. Jonas, he has never said anything about teasers, line moves, of any insight. He's never tried, luckily. But I would say on the sports side, he has as much insight as all three of us combined. So it's a wonderful combination. And he's reading the articles, and we'll be talking about the Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, the fact we're doing so well net net in the super contest, we've had Washington now four or three straight weeks. And you know what? One o'clock each time. Vikings. Day, oh, like I'm you. sorry. I was thinking that, no. Yeah, Washington doesn't make anyone happy, right? <laughs> I was just thinking about the game by game, as a lot of these games were obviously in Washington. But you're right, I misspoke. Vikings for sure. No one betting Washington has been happy for a while.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids...
1: up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny
2: USA.
5: Terms and conditions apply.
6: RJ, we had a massive upset in college football on Saturday. It was Illinois knocking off Wisconsin in Champaign 24-23. Ooh, so what was the point spread on this?
4: Yeah, the line closed 30 and a half, RJ. Now, just to be clear, this is not
3: even close to the biggest upset of all time.
4: No, it was the very first straight out of Vegas Saturday night show. We were there for that one, RJ.
3: The weekend shift. Yes. A lot of drinking going on. <laughs> yeah. Jonas was the competition. Yep. I had my various uh, Russian Twitter accounts going after Jonas. Yeah. You know, look what happened. Yeah. Right? It worked. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was worth having a, I think it was like 5,000 rubles. Yeah. <laughs> All wow. right. So that was the UNLV game.
4: UNLV against Howard. 45 and we'll, points.
3: And then the famous game, and it's kind of funny because this game, everyone quotes like 39 and a half, I think, or 38 and a half. It was USC against uh, – Harbaugh and Stanford, yep. if I recall. Yep. And people were so wrong because people got it from one AP story, and the closing line was like 40, 40 and a half. But there was an AP story about it that quoted their opening line. Yep. And since I am the official odds provider for the Associated Press, I think I'm qualified to say that wasn't when we put out our line, sometimes it's a day, a day and a half early, it's what closes. That was 40. So there's been a more than a few games above 30, but what was the money line payoff? How unlikely was this?
4: 25 to 1, Illinois was on the money line. So 100 wins
3: you 2,500. Yes. Was this bad. just luck or what, what happened?
4: I'll be, uh, this wasn't even on my radar for most of the game, RG. And you're going to say, what? How? They were a 30-point favorite and lost the game outright because for a majority of the game flow, Wisconsin was up two scores, anywhere from 9 to 13 points the whole game. And here's what happened in the last seven minutes. At that time, Wisconsin had a 98% chance to win the game, if you believe in those probabilities. Two turnovers, two Illinois touchdowns. Biggest upset we've seen in college football this year. That's what happened. I've heard about turnovers affecting results. And I have the college numbers for you. Not as strong as the NFL, but teams in college football that win the turnover battle cover 70% of the time last 40 years.
3: Now, I'm going to put you on to a little homework. It should take you just five minutes. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I want there to be in which games had a single-digit line, so the teams either uh, plus nine and a half, or yeah, plus nine and a half or better, or minus nine and a half or less. Because what's going to happen that's messing with the numbers? I'm guessing when you've got a 30-point favorite, which you do oftentimes, sometimes they learn to lose the turnover battle, and it's not going to be enough. Yeah. I think in competitive games will be just as much in college.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels.
1: We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.